And good morning again. This is Christine with The Hair Affair, and welcome to Stylist Sunday, where it's not always about the hair. Today, I've got a great friend that's going to be joining me on the program. I'm so excited for you to meet him. Um, and maybe it might be a frequent flyer. Who knows? You let me know what you think. Um, so make sure that you have that great cup of coffee ready. Let's come and sit down in my beauty lounge and let's talk to our guest. Well, I promised you today that we would have a great friend of mine on the phone. So I would like to introduce to you Brian Arnold, whom I met through the artist training camp in LA. In fact, I remember the first moment I met you. I don't know if you remember that or not. But anyway, so we've got Brian here with us today and um, he is out of Cleveland. How are you doing, Brian? And welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I'm doing actually pretty well today. I can't complain. It's my day off and just been doing housework and all that fun stuff. Oh, boy. Hey, me too. Yard work and laundry, you know, adulting. <laughs> exactly. Fun things to do on our weekend. I know. And they are very short, aren't they? They are. <laughs> All right. Well, Brian also works out of Motive Expressions Salon, and that's not technically in Cleveland, is it? Uh, no, I'm about a half an hour outside of Cleveland. I'm in Streetsboro, Ohio. Okay. So okay. pretty close. To <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, well, I am just going to kind of turn this over to you. And I thought maybe I was kind of hoping you would talk a little bit about, because you've been on a couple of Gloss Boss tours, haven't you? Uh, with Nicole and Bambi or just Bambi? Uh, just Bambi. I was supposed to go to the one with Nicole in October, but with life and everything, I'm unfortunately not going to be able to do that one. Gotcha. Okay. Well, tell me about it and tell me why you think it's important for other stylists to attend. Like me, I really want to go to one. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's a great program to attend because it really helps you understand the backgrounds and how to use shades properly um, and like when to use it and why to use it. Basically, it, it just explains everything that we need to know on why we use shades versus we would use a permanent color or things like that. Okay. All right. Do you get to do hands-on with her or is it just all like lecture style? Um, it's really all lectures with okay. that one because like I said, it really does break down. You know, they talk a lot more about the backgrounds, not the properties of you, like the backgrounds of it and how to use it versus like applications and things like that. So it's more of a, more of a lecture type of thing but you get so much great information out of it that can just help you further your career with using that. Absolutely. Well, and that's the thing too, that really kind of frustrates me a little bit is when people are trying to, or stylists, I should say, are trying to um, switch over to a new brand or a different product or try something new for the first time. And then they complain about it because it's not working the way they think it should be working but they're not educating themselves on it either. And in my opinion, Shades EQ, whether it's the gloss or the cream or the cover plus, you really have to know all you need to know about it because 
the background colors make a huge difference on how you use the product because, you know, we got to go back to that color wheel, right? I mean, you could be using something you think is violet, but the background color is, you know, not violet or something. So anyway, oh, yeah, that's a big mistake. A lot of people use like, so one big mistake I find is a lot of people think like the AAs, you yes. know, they're going to be this bright, vibrant kind of topper, but they have that brown to ta tan background. So they're not as bright and vibrant as what a C would be where they don't have a background. Right. Well, and I, you know what I did a long time ago when I first started using shades, um, I picked up something, I can't even remember the level number on it, but um, it was, what was it? I think it was like a GB and I thought it was supposed to be, or maybe it was, I don't know. But anyways, I thought it was supposed to be a brown, but it's really a beige, you know. And so I mm. thought it just it was it was a mess. But of course, you know, it's it was just Shades EQ. So it wasn't anything permanent and obviously very fixable. And that's what I love about Shades EQ is that it's great for your colors that, you know, if you need to do any kind of um, correction, especially you know, but again, you have to know those background colors because you don't want to mix a blue and a yellow together and get something else that you're not expecting to get. So, but. oh, yeah. And I think a big thing too with shades is people have to remember, like, especially when you're using like the teas and stuff like that that have the black yes. to gray background, they get so scary. And then we wash them off after 10 minutes because we're like, oh my gosh, their hair is going to be dark and it doesn't get the full deposit. And then it doesn't preview, right. doesn't do what you want it to do. Right. And what is that they tell us? Just trust the process. <laughs> but yes, it can be scary. I, I don't know yeah. if you saw me post on Instagram or Facebook the other day, but I had a gal. She had the most beautiful head of pure white hair. And it was like that perfect texture. And it was just gorgeous. But she wanted... Um, dimension in it but she didn't want to go with any of the titaniums or the silvers or anything and so mm -hmm. um, I can't remember what formula I used on her but anyways when I took the foils out and she saw like how dark the color was she about I thought she was going to pass out on me and I was just like it's okay it processes darker like you're you know and then we got to wash it and you know you're so bright white it's going to fade you know like I'm re like really reassuring her and by the time I was done she absolutely loved it but to her as a client it was absolutely scary for her so it's definitely oh, yeah. kind of freaks you out for two seconds also but you have to remember just trust the process <laughs> I did the same thing the other day. I used a VP and T and, you know, all of those process and it's like dark and crazy looking. And my client was sitting in the chair and I apply it and I was like, okay, I'm going to turn you around because I don't want you to look at your hair because you're going to think you're going to be like black hair, but it is not going to be black. It will be platinum white. Trust me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I tried the new VVs on somebody mm -hmm. for the first time. I've never used the VV before. That one was a bit of a learning curve for me. And I, I, she, she came out a little purple, but I got mm -hmm. her, I fixed her and she was fine. And, and, you know, she walked away and it was absolutely gorgeous, but I did, I knew it was supposed to be like that extra punch of violet, but I didn't oh, yeah. realize that it was going to turn her violet <laughs> on me, you know? So, yeah. but anyways. First time we got those in the salon, I used that on 
one of the girls at work and she was blonde and I was like, okay, we're going to put on your hair and see how it works. You know, some of her pieces that were like white Mm -hmm. came out violet and then some were just perfectly like, yes, neutral. And I was like, uh, oh, this looks cute. I'm going to rock this for a few days. And, you know, after a few days that purple wears down, but it really like that stuff is intense. It's super intense. And it did the same thing to me. There were pieces that were just the most beautiful, bright, neutralized, you know, like bright blonde that she wanted. And then parts, you know, were the blonde and or the purple. And she um, at first, she didn't even notice until I pointed it out to her. But, you know, I had to because I didn't want her going home and then, you know, sending me a nasty email or something like that. But it all worked (laughs) out in the end anyway. So, well, cool. I'm going to have to see where the next gloss boss in my area is so I can go to one. I've been wanting to. So, but what else is going on in your neighborhood or in your side of the world there? Any hot trends happening or any of your, do you have any favorite trends going on? So right now, the biggest trend is like that cowgirl copper color. Have you seen about that? Oh, I see it all over the place, but I haven't had that come into into my salon yet. So I haven't been able to experiment. But, you know, like we were saying back in training in New York, I have like zero redheads or coppers or strawberry blondes or any of that. So that doesn't happen here for me. See, this year, I really feel like the big trends are coppers. Like last year was a lot of reds, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And this year, everybody's going towards the coppers. I mean, I just placed an order and I ordered a lot more copper colors than I ordered of like our ashier tones and stuff like that. Everybody wants that coppery right now. I'm excited about it. I really like it. And then I kind of like the idea, honestly, of going away from that ash a little bit. I kind of, I was mm-hmm. starting to get a little bored myself with that trend. But I think when we do it, over and over and over and over it's like oh come on somebody let's just you know do something spice it up a little bit but the copper is really gorgeous and you can do it in so many different tones of copper you know it's just it's gorge i like it cool i am really happy that a lot of people are phasing away from that white white blonde and we're getting more of those honey tones and the coppers Mm -hmm. and the butter i'm getting a lot of buttery yeah strawberry blondes like things like that i'm really loving being able to switch it up and not be just those white blondes all the time right yeah i agree i agree question now i saw a little uh it was a question that was posed on social media last week and it kind of had me laughing a little bit but since you brought up the cowgirl copper there was a little bit of an argument going on saying it's not cowgirl copper, it's cowboy copper. So, so what it, do you call it? Cowgirl copper? Cause see, I feel kind of so, weird calling it cowgirl copper to me in my world in the cowboy state of Wyoming. It's to me, it's cowboy copper. <laughs> yeah. So I don't really know the one girl at work. She's really big into it. Like she, we actually just did her hair, the cowgirl cowboy cowgirl <laughs> copper whatever we want to call it see and then when i see stuff on social media i've seen it both ways right so i really don't know i mean to me it's just a to me it's a, a brown copper right like, me it reminds me of a saddle on a horse copper you know yes. like, like that it has that feel to it so like i just the names just throw me off sometimes and people are like 
there was this one haircut. I was like, oh my God, have you guys heard about this haircut? This and that? No, what is it? And we started watching it and it was a shag basically. And it was just like, okay, but they just switch up the names and they're like, oh, it's this now, you know? like Right, right. I that's brand new (laughs) well i just had one this weekend it was a this girl her hair was terribly damaged with uh chlorine from swimming this summer and Mm -hmm. so the first goal was to get that out of her hair the best that i could and do a deep condition for afterwards and which i was able to do that and she was afraid we were going to have to cut a lot of hair off which i wasn't able to it was pretty cool um how the Redken products really took care of that for us. So we were able to save her hair, but she was saying that she wanted the wolf cut. And I just kind of chuckled inside because she's, she's a fifth grader, but she looks like an eighth grader. She's just super tall and her hair is almost to her hips. It's so long. And um, I said, okay, well, how about you show me a picture of the wolf haircut that you want? And so she pulls out her phone and she shows me a picture and it was just your typical, it wasn't even like the butterfly haircut. It wasn't the wolf haircut. It was just face framing. And, and that was it. That was like the only thing about it. There was yeah. no actual wolf cut to it. And I'm, I'm learning that you really have to have your clients show you the picture that they want. They call it a wolf cut and they show it to you and it's a butterfly cut or whatnot. Or to us, it's a shag. Or even the colors. They'll be like, oh, I want this color, you know, like a a red. And they show you a picture and it's not red. It's purple or orange or, you know, so (laughs) it's crazy. Yeah, we really have to focus in on doing consultations with clients because with everything that's coming out nowadays and the way just the way they word things, mm-hmm. everything is different worded, especially when it comes to your, you know, well, like you were saying, what person wants a wolf cut? Well, she has hair down to her butt. She's not going to get the traditional wolf cut. Right, right. If or anything, a lot of hair is coming off. <laughs> yeah. Or she's just getting like a really layered long haircut. <laughs> yes. So yes. It's really Going in and having that consultation with your clients and making sure that on both ends, we understand that this is what our goal is and what we're going to achieve. Right. That communication between the the guest and you. Yeah, oh, I yeah. agree with you on that. Consultation is huge. And I feel like a lot of that is lacking in salons today. And everybody just kind of relies on social media or, or Pinterest or Instagram to, to talk for them. That's kind of the downside with social media too is that they create almost too much information for people who aren't in the uh, in the industry professionally mm-hmm. so the guests will come in thinking they know what they're getting or wanting and it's and they'll come in with the lingo but it's not the right lingo so yeah yeah okay well i think the other big thing that you and i have actually talked about this a little bit in the past but a lot of times we would compare my small town to your big city kind of thing and the differences that are going on. And I know some of the differences between us um, is that, of course, the trends, which I might see the cowgirl, cal- cal- <laughs> the cowgirl <laughs> or the cowboy copper three years from now or 10 years from now before. And I knew you guys are going to be long on to something else. But anyways, being in a small town, we are definitely behind the times, which is 
still kind of crazy to me because uh, of the access to social media and everybody looking through it and and things. But our our trends are definitely behind yours. And I know our pricing is way behind you guys. Um, what I charge versus what you charge, they are two different, com- like complete different things. Um, mm-hmm. But there's just a lot of differences between small town versus the city. And just in our past conversations and stuff, what have you picked up on or noticed the differences in comparison? I do notice there is a huge difference in pricing and it doesn't even have to be that because you're in Wyoming, you know, which is a lot smaller cities, different things like that. But even like in my area, we have different areas with different demographics. Um, So like you can go 10 minutes down the road and it might be a little bit cheaper where you could go 15 minutes up the road and it would be more expensive, you know? So it, it really just all falls down to the demographic of your area and pricing wise, it just depends on what people can afford in your area. We all try to keep it really affordable, but we have also, you know, this is our living. We have to make money for it. Right. Right. We still have to be able to put food on the table too. Yeah. Yep. I I mean, I'm from the Chicago area originally, and when I started doing hair, the area I worked in, my haircuts actually cost more there than they than than I charge now after being a hairstylist for 15 years or something like that. Wow. So, I mean, like my men's haircuts were the price of my women's haircuts now. Oh my goodness. It's crazy how much difference pricing could be just depending on your area we have a we have a couple areas around where i live right now that you know they have more high paying jobs you know their average house prices are four hundred thousand plus the smallest house would be four hundred thousand up to a couple million dollars sure and you could go get your hair done in those areas and get charged double what I'm charging, even if it's not as good as what I do. Sure. um, Just because of the area that you live in. in. And I think that's something that a lot of people shouldn't confuse either is that just because somebody is charging so much more does not mean that the quality of the work is that either. Oh, yeah. No, I've had that happen several times. I had a lady, she came in, she got charged twice as much as what I would charge her normally. But of course, the first time I charged her, I had to charge her for a color correction. So it was a lot more. But she went and got her hair done and she just wanted this nice balayage look with a few pieces around her face. And they charged her, I want to say it was a little over $300. And this was back in 2020 before all the inflammation, you know, came up and stuff like that. Or inflation, not inflammation. (laughs) Inflation. but now, like, you know, I would charge her like 170 to, to do her hair. And it was nice and blended. And it was what it was supposed to be where she got charged 300 for her initial appointment. Ouch. And it was yeah. nothing to write home about. It, you could literally see the lines in the blending. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it just was not done properly. Right. Yikes. Yeah, I don't know if I could feel okay charging that myself. 
and go home and sleep at night. <laughs> what, charging like 300? Yeah, yeah. It's really hard, but I've done so many different educations on things like that because when I started doing hair, I felt so guilty charging people that. But now it's like, okay, how much education I've done, how where I've traveled to. I mean, I spent so much money just over the summer going to the Redkin artist artistry mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Right. And it's like, I'm bettering myself for them. So I don't feel as guilty charging them. Absolutely. Um, now, you know, I do have those certain clients that I know, like, okay, their budget can't afford a $300 hair, you know? Mm-hmm. So when we talk about things, if we want to change it, if we want to do something like that, obviously I keep it more towards their budget, but then there's those people that can afford it. And I'll just be like, listen, if this is what you really want, this is the price you're going to pay. And nine times out of 10, those ones that can afford it will pay it. But the ones that can't afford it, you know, might not be able to afford it. But there's always alternative options that we can offer to our guests to help them be in their price point and keep them in our chairs and in our salons. Right. Yeah, I agree. Educating ourselves is a huge thing. And I feel like it doesn't happen enough with licensed hairstylists at all. Um, I feel like I think it needs to be something that you do on a continuous basis. And I mean, shoot, since we've met in May, you've already been to how many other extra trainings besides just the artist training with Redken? Yeah, I've I've been to five different trainings. Exactly. Redken, a few of them weren't Redken, but right. You know, education is education. The other ones that I didn't that I went to that weren't at Redkin, most of those were growing your business and growing, understanding your clientele, understanding how to deal with clientele versus like, yeah. Yeah. Products or (laughs) techniques or whatnot. Yeah. Brian, it has been amazing seeing you and talking to you again. And I know that I'm going to have you back on the show, maybe on a regular basis. Maybe. Oh yeah, we definitely can try to figure something out and do a little bit more. Heck yeah. I would love that. So where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on on Instagram. It's hair underscore by underscore Brian. And then on there, it does have all the links to my Facebook page and all that kind of stuff as well. A lot of my stuff does go more, more up on Instagram. I also do have a TikTok. Let me pull that up and figure that out for you because I don't use it that often. I was um, gonna say Brian's on TikTok. My TikTok is Brian Arnold eighty eight, um, and I do post some videos on there. I'm still trying to Navigate. figure out TikTok <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. and get better with my social media. Period. I'm not the best at doing social media, but. Yes, you need to get your pictures out there because you do beautiful hair. I've seen your pictures that you have on your phone that are probably (laughs) not out there on social media, but you do gorgeous work. And I highly recommend anybody in your area, you need to go see Brian for sure. Brian Arnold at Mode of Expression Salon. So Always taking new clients. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. All right. Well, again, thank you so much for having you on the show and we will have you back soon. Thank you so much. Yep. Have a good day. You too. Well, I am so excited that you got to meet and listen to my good friend, Brian Arnold from the Cleveland area. And 
I will leave all of his information on my webpage under the um, notes for this episode. And so that you know how to get a hold of him if you are in that area. And, you know, I really think that we need to convince him to come out to Wyoming to visit. So why don't you push him a little bit if you are from Wyoming and tell him how beautiful it is here and how much fun he'll have um, hanging out for, for a day or two. So thank you again for joining me today on this episode of Stylist Sunday. And again, you can find me at theheraffairwithchristine.com. Drop me a note, send me a message. Also, let me know what you want to hear or what you think needs to be talked about. And I would love to communicate with you. Thanks again. Have a great rest of your day. Talk soon.